Welcome back, YouTubers, to my podcast of SB Answers as your host, SB Answers. So, as you are aware, I'm talking about in the episode of episode three that is taking longer than expected, which I humbly apologize in advance on the self-diagnosis versus the diagnostic series because I feel that many of these series that I'm about to address or episodes especially that are close to my heart to share with you all to educate and hopefully learn from each other based on our lived experiences or just learn from each other in general. So, I am hoping right now, once so I continue on to episode 3 of the self-diagnosis this is the diagnosis series that you have been enjoying most of the series in this episode and previous episodes so please kindly give me feedback somewhere either via through my social medias or in my comment section once it comes live onto YouTube with the next following epi- series in episode 3 of the self-diagnosis this is the diagnosis series it will be much appreciated the last one we got up to before I was MIA again was getting an adult autism diagnosis is it worth it or not this one obviously covered basically similarly to the very first one of the pros and cons where I added some pros and cons list just to give you guys a fair idea of making a decision it's worth getting autism diagnosis or not versus self-diagnosing or not but as I said before that many people have their reasons so in this case however today I'm going to be bringing out to you all why people self-diagnose autism is it right that's the question that we usually question ourselves as autistics and not just autistics but people in the mental health community also I have clearly shared with you all about my diagnosis story and journey with Asperger's syndrome that is in episode one of the podcast of getting to know me better as an autistic person and just getting to know me in journey behind this diagnosis as well as well as live on my channel which I'll link in the description box below you if you're going to be watching this when it comes live this is just to give you a new read out there a bit just of what I am like as an autistic or just as a person behind the diagnosis I don't like I said I don't usually like using the term label labels belong on you know closed tags and what have you but I want to call it as a diagnosis and in saying this also just to get to know me again for those uh, listening or watching who I knew I'm SB Answers I'm the host of SB Answers on my podcast my YouTube channel I educate and advocate about mental health and autism as well as also navigating through life with autism and mental health taking it on a journey when I'm able fun and games as well as sharing my lived experiences with tips and advice behind it so I'm going to qu- quickly go briefly today about my diagnosis before we get straight into the main point of this podcast today so while I was growing up that my parents noticed that there was something different about me as I had to when growing up go to a specialized specialist of a speech therapist that was during my time after I was at preschool or during my preschool year that was also based close to my primary school years as I was transitioning I had to do this obviously because at this point in time the reason being behind it my as I said my parents felt something was not quite right they couldn't put a finger on it at the time time due to my diagnosis also they figured as well as some of the specialists that we went to felt that I had some learning disabilities as well as some other condition if you will before the diagnosis came about of autism in my early teens my parents again noticed that something didn't sit right as I was struggling in school with my learning obviously and at that time of my high school years especially I had to you know I had a few learning disabilities it was thought upon or frowned upon that I had dyslexia ADD ADHD to a specialised program that was run under South New Zealand at the time and that was when I first went to see a specialist to get tested. During the series of questions and tests that was given to me, obviously based on this, but the specialist did also pick something up but wasn't quite sure at time so I had to do more series of questions, observing my behaviour and everything else as they do with certain behavioural challenges of certain kids and what have you. So like in that time frame, like leading up to my last year of high school when I was 16, that, that was then picked up that he thought I had Asperger's syndrome. As we know, as Asperger's 
Imposter syndrome isn't now a diagnosis as they removed that out of the DCM-5 manual completely as of the year of 2013. So Asperger's syndrome is now under the umbrella spectrum term of autism spectrum. You can listen or watch more here above me in the iCard or in the description below me that I also shared the journey, my journey with Asperger's syndrome as well as also in saying this based on Asperger's syndrome is no longer a diagnosis. Again, during my transitional stages, especially in my teens, shall we say, in my early teens, if you will, they didn't, my parents again didn't, did notice that something wasn't sitting right with them about it because I wasn't obviously socialising much with my peers and what have you. I did time and time again prior to mingle, don't get me wrong, I did try to socialise with peers in my group. Some didn't attack me for who I am and I tried to fit and blend in and mark my everyday feelings, thoughts and everything else and what have you, which is not really good in the way for autistics to mark on a daily because it can be detrimental to their health, of their mental health especially. And during the time also as I was transitioning for many years from when I was into intermediate high school, I got bullied a lot before the diagnosis and what have you. And I know for that that many people might be on the autism spectrum anxiety group that I've been in will feel the same. I feel alone and I like isolated. I didn't get invited much to parties obviously during my transitional stages from primary intermediate high school. I was fortunate for a little for a time before the diagnosis to get a few parties here and there of invites from people but not many, you know, and it was kind of hard because I wanted to actually felt accepted like many of us autistic. Anyways, as I said basically, I was during the time of my primary intermediate level of schooling while struggling with the education system obviously here in New Zealand especially the education system is a bit broken how to take it with learning disability however because obviously some of the tech that they do for you know kids is an old tri trial kind of of uh, educational intervention plan for kids to see where they're at in their levels and they observe you and they actually see you know how you interact with your peers especially with the teachers and what have you but I'll hear more hardly into the kind of test what they like and stuff maybe in the next few series over in this series so stay tuned for that if you want to know more but continuing on though but then I had a misdiagnosis between the ADD and the ADHD however but therefore I had to go for a specialized program that was run under New Zealand here at the time and that was when I first began to see another specialist to get tested to see if there was anything out besides these learning disability. During the series of questions and tests that were given to me to do that the specialist did pick something up but wasn't sure at the time so I had to do more series of tests. Three years later leading up to 16 birthday it was noted in there that I had Asperger's syndrome. As you know or don't know Asperger's syndrome isn't now a diagnosis however they removed this out of the DSM-5 manual in 2013 but in saying this however they do say that for kids that had been diagnosed as Asperger's syndrome from 2016 and below that year before it was removed it still some of them would probably would like just have that diagnosis as Asperger's syndrome instead of maybe what it has come about today for Asperger's syndrome being under the umbrella spectrum of autism spectrum. During my time of getting the diagnosis I did have a few support services support and services that had helped me through navigating through life with autism and some other conditions while I'm an adult today this has become extremely difficult to find as there aren't many services and what have you for adults or teens here in New Zealand with autism but however with some of the services and supports I've got in place today I'm very fortunate enough while I've got the diagnosis it has been difficult but it is a blessing this is a curse some people will say but in my case it's a blessing in some parts yeah in some parts it can be a curse because of the lack of understanding and awareness of others or shall we say the acceptance of others people's differences of being different basically 
actually also in saying this, it's hard enough for us females or girls usually getting a diagnosis at any age or stage of their life because as I shared in one of my videos that the reason being is because of the overlap of certain other conditions such as mental health conditions and stuff as well as in saying this for us that we are good at masking and what have you which I clearly shared more about it basically on my channel which you can see it in the icon above me. So I'm going to hopefully share more about that in one of my series that will come up about autism females and girls you know on the autism spectrum in episode, either episode 4 or 5 so stay tuned for that if you want to know more but please bear with me also for the maybe male listeners today while I'm sharing this out that some of it is going to be addressed from an autistic woman perspective of her life with autism and want to share her insights what life is like for her in general so that you can hopefully walk in her shoes and be empathetic enough and actually not just help me but just to learn to understand maybe how I go about things so it doesn't add any confusion just don't over assume or think that I'm forgotten about the guys there might likely to be some topics around the mail later date after I hopefully I just look into some more research as I said it will take time for this research and I apologise so let's get back onto track here while I've been privileged and welcomed by some of the autistic from other groups in their community online some hasn't bear with me on that I've had some rough stages once I came out announcing that I'm autistic and what have you what they've been through and what they shared with me or even to others of their everyday personal struggles etc right so therefore I had trying to get into student autism community groups online and trying to find some locally here where I am but again sadly there's not that many services in that or shall we say community groups here so therefore that's why many of us autistics here in New Zealand that I know of has been trying to actually create some groups around New Zealand and I'm hoping to be in my future to do this as well as one of my hopes so that people doesn't have to struggle alone also in saying this basically while they've been sharing their personal struggles that I feel that I'm not alone anymore you know despite having that aha epiphany moment basically way before I felt I knew I was autistic that it was really hard as is to make friends along with connecting with others in the real world as I said basically before that it was a real struggle for making friends online and offline in the communities that I'm in but now I'm starting to build and connect with some people around me who are different and I can actually be more empathetic and understanding because obviously I am known as an empath and as an empath for many of us will you know, suck in every energy possible be it positive or negative energy and what have you but in this case basically like as I've grown up I've realised now I am more aware of my surroundings aware of myself aware of others and understand of how getting a diagnosis of any kind that we need to find answers to can be a battle and difficult for some of us sometimes some of us may not even like what our diagnosis is at the end of the day because obviously as I said it can be a blessing and a curse especially for us coming to grips of understanding about the autism and coming an acceptance of ourselves sort of thing but again that's fine each to their own based on our choicings and what have you we are all different and that we need to just come to terms of what it is at the end of the day and find ways that we can manage it daily no I feel I don't believe that we should have a cure basically I've shared this in one of my videos which I'll hopefully share it later today here on my podcast as moving on while I've been privileged and welcomed by some autistics from other groups in the community or online offline of what they've been through and what they have did with me or even to others of their everyday personal struggles that I felt that I'm not alone in despite how hard it is to make friends along with connecting with others in the real world sometimes many of us autistics will find it easier maybe to you know 
clink with other autistics on the online community group here in Facebook or Twitter or other social medias that will allow. It is like that I am now more aware and understanding of how getting diagnosis of any kind that we need to find answers to can be a battle and extremely difficult. Sometimes some of us may not like what our diagnosis is at the end of the day, but that is fine. We are all different and that we need to just come to terms of what it is at the end of the day and find ways that we can manage it on a daily. So there are many questions lying about that you may be thinking and asking me right now or even to yourself as I share you with my personal thoughts and opinions on this particular topic. What is the definition or meaning of self-diagnosis is the very first one. Self-diagnosis is actually just diagnosing by yourself a condition or societal disability or disability without the medical professionals that are qualified in that area. There has been a lot of cases where people have done this of the self-diagnosing in themselves. It can be done and has been done with many different conditions. There has been a lot of people that may have self-diagnosed themselves sometimes they lives without even realizing. A common example for them during this is a common flu or a cold. Self-diagnosis is a part of someone's life on an everyday basis due to the lack of recognition that this is part of being acceptable and being deemed as normal in today's society and the world around us that we're living in today. Autism self-diagnosis however in itself means just that and that it meaning too many that are already autistic to be getting educated about autism, doing their own research and doing their own learning and possibly take, talking to other autistics about their lived experiences with autism. All of the information that's being researched and gathered needs to be thorough and deeply researched of the information of one uses to self-diagnose be by a trusted and reliable sources, so to speak. If one was said to be self-diagnosing themselves that sometimes some diagnoses can be misunderstood as some may propose to show similar signs, symptoms, traits, characteristics and more yet may result in misdiagnosing the actual cause or diagnosis etc. Again as I said prior to this podcast today that sometimes with many diagnoses that come about they have showed similar signs and symptoms and it overlaps one way or another so hence why sometimes it can be really hard and then they just choose to put it into that spectrum of he say example my case when I got this diagnosed thinking I had for the learning disability section of it was ADD before it was fully classified that they felt it was ADHD that being said however we need to be prepared and ready for a negative result or outcome of the diagnosis self-diagnosis process when looking or even reaching out etc doesn't seem with the comfort doesn't come with the confirmation letter however or a letter of approval. Far from it. It's looking for the truth and or answers even if we didn't want to accept this at the very beginning when we were seeking out the answers for ourselves. You have also now got the digital world of the internet that has a lot of information that's ready in our hands and in our fingertips as now we are in this to this digital age or era where this empowers many people to self-diagnose. As we know that there are a lot of digital resources and information that is readily available and isn't formally not to educate professionals but others who can find and process them themselves. Now the big questions are of the follow-up to answer is why do people diagnose themselves as an autistic? Just a quick note before I continue however on this podcast just remember that these are based on my own personal thoughts and opinions etc as we know that there will be different of opinions to this topic that I'm sharing today. That we need to respect one another about it while this is up for discussion and when this is up for discussion please be kind to people that may decide to join the discussion in the comments section below so I would like to hear your own 
put in thought after I leave you guys today to have a think about. So number one is, I think for many people self-diagnosing is actually important because nobody else suspects autism and the diagnosis when these signs and symptoms show up. They may have been going to many specialised specialists, be it psychologists, physiotherapists or what have you, who have a very outdated view on autism. Before we bring it up, we want to check up all our symptoms on ourselves to do that research so that we don't seem like we're imposters. We research so much until we are convinced that we are autistic. If you have the chance to get checked by a professional, you should definitely do it, but that's not possibly so for everyone, however. Number two is, some people may say that the problem with self-diagnosis is that they may lead to self-medicating, which is potentially very dangerous for most people. Oddly enough, nobody brings this up, but people who have no access to support may be especially vulnerable to the idea of managing the symptoms themselves through different means. Some of these are harmless, but others are incredibly harmful. And this makes me really uncomfortable with the idea of self-diagnosis, is someone saying here. Someone may get medication like Ritalin or an SSRI from somewhere and then overdose on it, thinking it will help them with their self-diagnosed autism. Someone may then find unreliable information online and try to do something dangerous without knowing how it will affect their bodies. Everyone who is questioning whether or not they have autism to see a professional as soon as if they believe they need outside support. You are an individual and your journey through autism is going to be slightly different from everyone else's, so please do not risk hurting yourself by being so certain of your self-diagnosis that you go on to treat it yourself using substances. But the question then is, in this number two section, is what if they, you can't get the professional help on the professional level? What can someone do then? Again, I definitely may seek professional advice, but I don't feel it's overall clear cut. Number three, some people could be curious about what they have done in the past and it made them question to what they are doing as not a normal behaviour, but it wasn't as normal as they expected. Or that somehow that others may feel a certain way that they couldn't understand to why they were acting a certain way, etc. They feel lost or even alienated from society and that people giving them their funny ideas, look, etc. around the different people that they're socialising with. Obviously, many of them may start trying to look for answers starting from that point. Number four, they may feel like a certain way that others don't. Number five, they may feel lost in society or feel alienated and alone. They may want to find a way to fit in and blend into everything around them so that they don't look out of place. Number six, the cost of getting to see a medical professional to get a diagnosis is pretty darn expensive and also what you need to go through for the process for getting a diagnosis is even time consuming. Number seven, number six comes hand in hand under this one. So this is which professional diagnosis becomes unacceptable. This will then depend on each every individual circumstances here though, however, as this can become impossible due to the amount of hours of repeated travels, appointments, waiting, test, social interactions, asking and answering questions, being questioned about your life of your everyday struggle, weaknesses, deficits or what have you. As we know that there are many horses out there that are fine and managing and coping on their own, yet others struggle through with this and for some of it is not doable for them, but they'll have to do what they have to do what people think. Number eight, due to the lack of resources from professionals or even to professionals in general who studied autism and even maybe some of the like them will lack in qualifying in the field of autism research. Number nine, professional diagnosis advice. What I mean here is that many years ago when autism was known, it was known to be only a mild diagnosis but even was known or considered as a childhood disorder. For this being said or seen as a male thing, then you can thank Simon Baron Cohen based on his theory called the extreme male brain theory. Most of these biases still exist today however and many of us autistic advocates and activists are working extremely hard to debunk it all and that we are making little progress in that front. But for many of us, it's too late, especially for our female. Girls and women of all ages are still being underdiagnosed, yet with getting an adult diagnosis, this is hard enough also to get one. 10. Self-diagnosis can be there to a professional diagnosis. As we know that sometimes, as we are children, that we get taken to the medical specialist or professional by their parents or caregivers or guardians or what have you. As an adult, we need to seek the professional help ourselves. First of all, without diagnosing and then to start the process as a professional diagnosis will never happen. Self-realization will vary in different degrees of this on a different autistic person's 
circumstances yet again. Some autistics may have an epiphany or an aha moment. Something like, maybe I am autistic. Let me find a diagnostician. You might find some of them may well do some intense and in-depth research before they reach out to some autistic community group, either online or in their own communities. Now, on the other hand, to weigh up is what self-diagnosis isn't. So, my point here are, one, it's not an uninformed decision. Two, not quick and easy due to the ones of having to without regularly do through research without having to self-educate ourselves. Further. Three, self-diagnosing ourselves is also known as a form of self-declaration for many of us. Four, self-diagnosing is all about not getting attention from others. Five, a non-autistic, however, knowingly will falsely declaring, while falsely declaring that they're autistic isn't self-diagnosing. That they're just plainly lying about the diagnosis that they're autistic. That self-diagnosing autism isn't harmful to the autistic community. Many people use self-diagnosis of the term to refer to anything that aren't actually self however causes and or create problems and needs to be addressed and talked about more collectively. Finding the right balance between the two can be extremely difficult however there sure as how no symbol um, how do we ensure every autistic person get realised that they're autistic welcomed into that autistic community getting the support that they need with or without an official diagnosis and making sure that people aren't autistic isn't abusing that label. 7. Another one is if we were to self-diagnose this will then cause some form of discrimination towards us and not getting the right accommodation needs for us and also the right services and support. Another question is why does self-diagnosing exist in the first place? That's a very good question. This is due to an ongoing and growing problem that has become serious with the official diagnosis or official diagnostic process that we have to go through for autism. The ongoing refusal and people in power of process of fixing these issues goes hand in hand with problem that we are facing. The ongoing and continuing fight for liberation of autistic people plays a larger autism in self-diagnosis and that is becoming more common than we think and even realise today. We autistics are now fighting back with a non-autistic that think they have the power over us by deciding our life or gatekeeping our neurology and profiting off us without supporting us and our name properly. But the classic example that I don't want to bring up all the time that I've been researching is all about autism B. Another question is why is people opposed to diagnosis? So number one is some people abuse self-diagnosis. Some people may claim that they are autistic when they aren't and they, then they start to spread misinformation about autism. A certain claim of being autistic will then become a sense for others giving words of a, or a certain validity when talking about autism that then in turn will make it more difficult for others to be convinced that they're really spreading misinformation. Yes, I agree this can be harmful and needs to be addressed and taught as well as being acknowledged here. Number two, only professionals should diagnose autism. Some or many people oppose to self-diagnosing because that this should be left all for the medical professional team and that failed to do so. We need to be free ourselves and our belief that professionals are infallible. The tools and methods that the professionals have been using to diagnose autism based on decades of misinformation, incomplete information, bias information, outdated information that being put together by non-autistic people. Question comes as uh, can people who self-diagnose themselves be wrong? Of course they can be. They're only human. They make mistakes. Non-professionals can access the information. The autistic community doesn't get harmed by non-autistic which what is harmful is just what comes with the actions of that non-autistic person spreading misinformation about autism and to me that really needs to be addressed as this is the main problem not a fake autism diagnosis in itself. Number three is self-diagnosed autistic takeaway resources from real autistic. My oh my where does this come from? This this makes me a bit hurt and angered. Where did this come from to come to this conclusion of this area or afterthought that you have put into place? I don't understand how or why they've come to this conclusion in the first place. Maybe you can explain me this in the discussion below if you know about it. My thought here is if without a professional diagnosis yes, there is or wouldn't be no support whatsoever put into place in the first place. All autistics deserve the support that they need no matter how big or small they need it for. Well then, let me say this once and for all for them only and that nobody who has a need should be needing a diagnosis to get their everyday needs met, right? Think of it this way, whether a or not. Try internalizing and swallowing that bitter pill for a moment, figuratively speaking. How does that make you feel after I did this to you? Again, why are there not many resources around to assist us? This isn't because there are too many people who need them, it's the people in the power to make enough resources readily available for anyone that really needed it in the first place who's not to do 
so. The police can know who the real enemy is here. Open up your eyes. It's not the self unknown people of the autistic. No, far from it. Number four. People who aren't autistic shouldn't claim that they are autistic. I get it wholeheartedly that some people that I may have spoken to, watched, or listened to, oppose to self diagnosing. Again, that's based on their own opinions and thoughts and what have you. After all, it's their choice of the matter, as well as having their own opinions based on it. I don't think any of us for that matter want any non autistic claiming that they're autistic. The question comes, what are we really going to do about it? And is what you're doing really having us autistic in the first place? Or is it doing more harm than good? Answer these for me. Another thing to think about in question is how can we really prove that someone is really autistic? And then again, how can we prove that someone is an autistic? Simple answer here is we can't really. Whether or not someone does claim that they're autistic or not, or has claimed that they have had a professional diagnosis, again, will not ultimately prove whether or not someone is autistic. There are absolutely no set of who have been had or done diagnosed as if we are autistic or not. As again, I said before that all the techniques and methods that are tested for us is really outdated and, and old. The key thing to remember here is that when we are starting to question autistic people's statuses, there's a few times that we are harming them. There will always bound to be something used or to be used against the autistic people to declare them as non-autistic. Questioning the autistic status already has been used as a target or a weapon of some kind, and this is guaranteed deemed unacceptable by anyone of any nature. Even if there's definitely nothing, they're about to make something up to make others believe them. It doesn't matter, or it doesn't even stop there if it, people lie about being autistic from doing so, no matter what. Nothing does ever quietly, quite frankly. But again, it does mean more harm than good. It's better to the autistic people as we were to target them and have their autism question. Five. People shouldn't call it self-diagnosis just so that they suspect that you are autistic. Some people does that does try to self-diagnose themselves has no problems with suspecting that they might be autistic, but many of them do have a post again the term self-diagnose. Ordinary people say that they suspect or even may suspect they might be autistic it should be used in terms to make it clear that one isn't professionally diagnosed autistic across strong limitless demand. Furthermore, contrary to this belief that autistic people may always remain suspecting, questioning themselves, doubting themselves, being unsure of themselves, unless that they get a real confirmation from a usually non-autistic stranger to be considered to become valid. Last question you may be wanting to ask me is self-diagnosis yay or nay? Am I older or am I? I believe wholeheartedly that there should be a free like accessible professional official diagnosis for every autistic person that needs it. There will need to be a total overhaul of redoings and reworkings of the official diagnosis criteria that has been done and should be processed by autistic people for autistic people. There would be autistic professionals somewhere out in there that would be diagnosing their autistic person are more than happy to train more autistic professionals or just professionals in general. Then therefore that being said, if this was to be done, there will be no more room for discrimination, stereotyping or even stigmatising autistic people that may do the self-diagnosing on themselves. That being said also, again, that there will be accommodation needs being met as well as the many of the three support levels that are being based on their needs as well as I mentioned about this in one of my videos which you can see above me of the three different types as well as also I think in my podcast. You will be guaranteed that all of our needs then will be met and then you'll have one happy autistic person and much more happy autistic person in general. I believe that this is something that we drive and work towards yet this is a long way to go to achieve it and much more of what we're advocating and what have you. I believe wholeheartedly though that every autistic person should be able to understand that they're autistic. I believe that every autistic person including myself deserves to be living a happy, healthy and sustainable life. Every autistic person is so deserving to have self-understanding self-acceptance not just from themselves but acceptance of others, self-efficacy, peer support, community and where they belong, inclusion, their right, having their rights included, not discriminated, accommodations, justice and more that will open the doors for knowing that we're autistic. I believe wholeheartedly that in my 
honest and humble opinion here that self-diagnosis is to be more than just a self-declaration. While we're discussing this topic, that for me, I was on the fence of being, of being for or against of the self-diagnosis. And meanwhile, I had to do my own research, gain this better, and listening myself all of this, as we know that this can be such a complex and difficult situation to get ourselves into. I will say today, I am happy to say, with all the research I have done and gathered, and to self-teach and educate myself, as well as having to do others do so, that share their views of this, that it is helping me to understand this more and more each day. One thing is for sure, though, that I'll always contribute my idea to advocate for autistic rights and freedom as this can't forever be achieved if non-autistic people from now and in the future will always be the gatekeepers of autism. Well this means basically the why people self-diagnose autism is it right or not. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Please let me know in the comments section below and I'll be back with you shortly. Just before I go I want to say a quick thank you to Asama Moise for being a long time patron on Patreon and if you want to find out more about Patreon I'll flick over to the next message over of my podcast right now to clarify what it's all about for you and I'll be back with you shortly hopefully in my next few pieces along with all this diagnosing versus self-diagnosing series. Stay tuned. So the main part of this video I want to quickly hopefully address if I can aim to finish today is you know what is Patreon? You may be asking me. Patreon is a service or a membership platform for content creators like me that are creating vlogs or music vlogs or whatever for them or outlet that they're doing sort of thing to pay a monthly fee towards us as you guys decide to become a patron on board of thing to hopefully work towards anything that we want to do be it behind the scenes, exclusive videos, what have you, live videos on whatever it may be. Well, not my sort of reason for you want to support me is just based on what I shared with you is to educate and navigate through life with autism and mental health along with also mentoring, supporting you and the like as I said earlier. Also, I've been saying this with the Patreon, you get the certain tires based on a certain amount that we side put in and within those tires it will have certain things that will hopefully correlate so to speak. So when you plead to me, this will cover obviously for what it will cover, will cover either the cost of my rent or backup supplies of my future endeavors of what I'm doing right now that I'm going to share more of in the next video which is my website creation versus my designs and some equipment I might need if I do create it as a business from home as a buyer through spreadsheet if you've seen those that some of those might be in my home business haven't decided yet but again this will be addressed in my video another cost that will cover basically it will be my recording equipment via through doing vlog or even more on my podcast as well as inside this maybe in the future for that equipment it could be maybe a new PC that I'm dying to need as well as a new cell phone and whatever as well as I'm saying the cost of travel if I need to do some during my training in educational purposes of becoming an advocate support person or what have you in future to upskill my training if need be because I've noticed that obviously in some places we need to actually you know train instead of having our lived experiences to be actually shown that we can do the work um, <clears throat> also from saying this it will cover the cost of my merch creation versus also buy through the merch if I you know had this in an amount that I decided that some of the percentage will go towards either one two schools locally around New Zealand where I am in the middle of two to maybe put forward to education specialists or what have you to gain a better understanding about autism especially where I wanted to do it and also and saying this maybe to create an educational program or some sort of program and create resources that is valuable to people to know about autism and so on and so forth and also in saying this maybe just have the cost for certain 
medical specialists that where hopefully all the funding will go as you know there is always has been a continuation of change hence why on youtube it is harder these days to monetize obviously due to the you know monetization process versus their analytics and everything else behind the scenes so many of us content creators at this point of time are trying to find solutions to raise our own funds and do what we love to do to do the continuation work of what we do regardless if it's music where what i'm doing right now as well so in other words also to end this feel free to check my vlogs blogs and everywhere else to um support me anyway big or small if you want to become a patron today that is jolly good if not i'm not going to be disheartened it's up to you at the end of the day if you really want to support my projects and causes that i'm doing um also i'm saying this basically as we know that this is important to me obviously to raise awareness and understanding about autism and mental health especially again with the spectrum of autism because obviously many of us statistics just feel that we need to be accepted because we feel like many of us will get rejected by our peers by misunderstanding this feelings about autism so hence why i'm trying to stand out like this author somewhere as an advocate a voice for you all regardless of what it may be so that also i'm saying this basically i'm hoping with the content that i'm creating with you all with the amount you pledge every month that will go towards that and many other projects in the works later on and make better content for you all regardless of it all as well as i'm saying this to gain a better confidence level for myself or in myself and what i want to strive and achieve for which is what i keep saying about you know raising awareness and understanding by supporting my cause and my channel and either the future projects or what have you regardless where you find me i believe wholeheartedly well we'll work together to break the stigma and stereotyping of autism and mental health as well as just removing or reminding you guys that autism isn't a disability but a different ability as well as continuing to advocate educate you all while navigating through life with autism and mental health create a better life as well for myself and others around me by supporting all so just a quick shout out of that very first patron that has been my lifetime member is my noise i'm hoping i'm pronouncing the name wrong right correct me if i'm wrong this person is watching today appreciate this very much and hopefully within saying this there some of the like I said pieces of arms will go towards my future works of what I have to do and also to any everyone that I have been associating with from the very beginning of my vlogging vlogging journey right through to now I appreciate wholeheartedly with some of your support I know I have been having a lot of naysayers along the way of what's been said about what I can and can't do and that I have proved them wrong obviously and in saying this based on this your support love and guidance means a lot you know and that i wouldn't know where i'll be today with some of you that are still with me today regardless what it may be